You can't get rid of us. Can you believe that we've committed to recording a second one of these? That's brazy to me. Insane. Absolutely insane. Did, did I ask you to be a podcast partner to hold accountability for myself so I would make a podcast? I mean, maybe. Maybe. It goes both <laughs> ways, though. I also just love having you around. Oh, thanks. Oh, my gosh. We've never told our, like, how we met story. I mean, we did low-key on our little trailer but i feel like they don't understand the the full circle the full circle is that Liv was my boss and then i was like mm, i like her and then we became <laughs> friends it's true that's how it went we lived in the same apartment complex so we would ride the bus together yeah i totally for i like wiped that from my memory yeah and i would be zooted on the panther shuttle um, I would be I would be zooted like pretty much all of <laughs> all of uh, college. That's how I coped. That's fair. Also, hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Liv. I'm Mitali, and this is Read the Damn Room. How are y'all doing today? I hope you're doing good. You know, we got a new president, so it's like a little bit better. Is it a, a tiny bit? You know. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you for today. I won't go into my ranted anger about how America is a lost hope today because that's not what we came here to talk about today. That's next episode. Yeah, probably. Joe's going to do something that upsets me. I already know. Um, but Just a matter of time. Inevitably. They're all war criminals. I, I said we weren't going to get into this. Um, <laughs> and we're into this. That's all we came to talk about today. Today we came to talk about lookism. We came to talk about lookism. What is lookism? I'm not just making up words. The way I was introduced to lookism was this event at Chapman called the Tunnel of Oppression. Um, no, that's not what we just called Chapman. Um, but it was basically... <laughs> it took my brain a minute to get the joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you see it register? Like on my face. You were like, you were like, oh, <laughs> like, wait a second. Chapman is not the tunnel of oppression. The tunnel of oppression is Chapman. No, but they put on this event and it's like a kind of like an art installation type thing. They did it virtually this year, but um, basically they went into the, all the different isms. There's, you know, racism. Now they're all leaving my brain. The next thing that came into my head was homophobia, but that's not an ism. Like, it's like fat phobia, right? Like sexism, Eurocentric beauty standards, all that stuff. Exactly. And so, yeah. And like the one that stuck out to me because I hadn't heard it before was lookism, which is basically like an umbrella term for discriminating against somebody based on how they look, which can include like, again, like fat phobia, racism, Featureism, which is discriminating against somebody based on their physical features, like colorism falls under that umbrella. So that was something that was very new to me. And like, I think I have the Wikipedia page full pulled up here, so you know it's legit. Um, but basically, it grew in popularity in the 1970s within the fat acceptance movement. And again, it's just like a really big umbrella term for a lot of discrimination, which kind of leads into what we're going to talk about today, which is lookism, featureism, and kind of like the beauty industry and then how that just affects what it's like to be a woman right now. 
or just a person. A womanhood. I want a refund. Like, this is not, like, they're like, you can do anything. And I'm like, okay, but like for a lot less money. <laughs> so, a lot less money without your ovaries trying to kill you once a month. Um, without being talked down to, like, what is this? Anyway, I guess, yeah, I guess we should get into it. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because I don't consider myself by any means a dark skin person, but I don't really consider myself a light skin person. I just see myself as relatively brown and I don't know, but it's like growing up in a Creole family, like I've seen how this, my mom's side of the family literally like completely negates their blackness sometimes and I just am kind of like why why is blackness bad colorism is a lot and I think it's weird that people still don't think it exists we know that it exists because of Instagram explore pages unless you were going out of your way like me or some of my friends to find dark-skinned women it will show you racially ambiguous light-skinned women like colorism is alive and well there was that whole i saw this tweet and it was like netflix saying they're being like representative of like black women but it's really just light-skinned women that aren't over the age of 40 100 percent um if you look at like some of the even just like the black women who are chats like we're talking about like amanda stenberg zendaya like they all fall into that light skin category Mm -hmm. you know but it's like it's crazy because people really still don't think it exists and the 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 adjectives that come with being like a darker person versus being a lighter person are completely different like dark deep like and like those words don't have a positive connotation and like i saw this tweet and it was like the moment we all realized that tall dark and handsome just meant like dark in the sense of like mysterious not like dark skin I know, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because, like, white people be saying that. And so I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know about that. I always thought when they said that they were talking about just, like, when they said tall, dark, and handsome, like, men who just, like, wore a lot of tanning cream. You know, I don't know a single man who uses tanning cream. (laughs) But, like, you know, when you, like, see it in the movies, like, it's always just, like, those, when they say dark, it's always the, like, olive toned looking man it's never like a pasty white man but it's not like definitely not somebody of color it's just like a tanner white man not like a timothy chalamet sickly european child right as opposed to you know army hammer who you know eats people but (laughs) did you hear about that he's a cannibal no wait he's not actually he's just expressed cannibalistic urges to his ex-girlfriends why are you always introducing me to new things, Matali? I listen to celebrity news because my life is not interesting right now. I'm living vicariously through them, wanting to eat people. I... Um, okay. That's disgusting. I would never... Do you need help? I don't mean the cannibalism. I mean living vicariously through celebrities. Like, do you, what do you need from me? How can I support you? This is how I avoid politics. <laughs> it's another mindless game with our lives. Uh, And that's so funny because for me, it's like I just desensitized myself. I still, the trauma still lingers in my body. Politics will just like bring it out of me. Mm, I see. But speaking of colorism within celebrities in the news, I do want to talk about Danny Lee. I think that's how you say your name. Danny Lay. Danny Lay. Um, She's dating DaBaby, the rapper. (gasps) No, I know. 
I love him. I used to love him. I used to love him. Okay, what did he do? Because I loved him, but now you're going to tell me why I shouldn't love him. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell me. Punch somebody, like, he's dating Danny Lay. <laughs> I mean, he did, like, kill somebody in a Walmart. Wait, I didn't. You didn't know he? Wait, 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 wait. You didn't know that he killed somebody? That's, like, his whole thing. He, like... Yeah, he killed somebody in a Walmart. Some guy pulled a gun out on him while he was trying to buy Pampers for his baby. And he had a gun on him and he got arrested for like murder or whatever. But then he got off basically on, I think it was just like illegally having a firearm because he had been like a felon before. He wasn't supposed to have a firearm. But it was because like, it was it was kind of in self-defense. Why did this man roll up on him in a Walmart and try to shoot him? But like, also he really killed a man in a Walmart. Oh. Like a like a public Walmart. Um, this was like before he became like an uber famous rapper. Like he was, he was gaining some, he was gaining some clout at this point, but he wasn't like doing features with Megan the Stallion or anything like that back in the day. But anyway, like you're talking about he punched somebody. I'm like, you know he killed a man in a Walmart. Wow. I just feel like he has a short fuse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. but I enjoy his raps. I, I, do I too. feel like he makes good bops, you know? I'd be bumping and back when we used to go to the club. T B T to what, a year ago almost? I don't want to talk about it. I never thought I'd miss the club. Me either, honestly. I was surprised when I was like, oh, I want to see people. I want to go to the club. I miss shaking my ass for strangers. Really for myself, but for strangers to enjoy. You know, they're, they're, it's always better with an audience. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Danny Lay. We're getting off topic. Sorry, go ahead. Basically, she made this song. I don't, I don't even feel comfortable saying this, but she made this song called Yellow Bone. Yeah, I know. Um, and it was bad. Like, it was, everyone was like, what is wrong with you? And she gets on Instagram or, yeah, on one of her stories or something. And she was like, I was going to make a statement, but I just want to be real with y'all. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. Because <laughs> she's like, she's like light skin, yeah. like mulatto. And so she was just like, I have a chocolate man. Like, my skin doesn't have a privilege. And I was like, <sighs> That's all. Chocolate man cancels out your light skinness. This isn't PEMDAS. Like, <laughs> like this, what? Like, it was just sad. Like, it was just like, and then baby was like, yeah, what she said. And it was just bad. Like, she was like, my man, like, that's just what my man likes. He likes yellow bone. I'm like, that doesn't make it any better. You're literally talking about how light skinned people experience preference. Like, they get preferred over dark skinned women because dark skinned women are bad according to stupid people i haven't heard the song but like i guess my what's problematic about it to me is she's she's saying that she doesn't have any privileges but then the song is about how her man likes yellow bones she's like that's what he likes and it's like okay but his daughter is like chocolate so it's like how is she gonna feel when she hears that like oh my dad likes light skin girls not me though mulatto just she keeps coming in and out of the <laughs> the Twitter trending verse, um, which I why why is your rap name Mulatto? That that you know, I only like that one song with her. I like more songs by her than I'm uh, happy about. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit ashamed. I like that that one. Um, Bitch from the South. That one's a classic. I like that one. I like the remix though with Sweetie and um, Trina. 
Yeah, and Trina, like that's really my shit. I'm not gonna lie, but it's like the one. It's the one song that I listen to by her. Um, I'm not really in depth about her, but I know that calling yourself mulatto is just problematic in and of itself but that's the thing it's like it's crazy because these light-skinned celebrities really don't realize that like they're so vocal about the fact that like i'm so proud to be light-skinned but then they want to be like i don't have any privilege like you call yourself mulatto but then you don't want to recognize the fact that light-skinned people have privilege in social settings in general like you know what i mean I'm proud that I don't get followed around a store. I'm proud that no one accuses me of stealing. I'm proud that, you know, people give me the right amount of painkillers. And do you not, like, are you dumb? Yeah, I mean, that's a rhetorical question, but, like, obviously. But it's like, what if I was just like, I'm, like, so glad that I have light skin. What? Are you insane? And I think they've got to hear themselves when, like, what if somebody was like, "I'm, I'm so glad to be white. Like, I feel like it would register. Don't you think it would register with Danny? The clan hat starts to... (laughs) Like, don't you think it would register with these light-skinned girls? But it doesn't register when when they talk about being light-skinned. Like, imagine being, like, someone who uses the concealer foundation shades deep dark. And, like, the whole world, ever since you're a little girl, is telling you you're ugly. And then this stupid mother trucker <laughs> Danny Lay gets on her her fucking Twitter I love how I said trucker I just but she gets on her social media and she said there's no privilege in my skin what a slap in the face mm-hmm. there's no privilege has anyone ever accused you of anything no well and don't forget about you know skin lightning being like a billion it's gotta be what a trillion dollar energy it has to be I feel Go ahead, girl. Go off. I'm ready. So in the Indian community, like, there's this whole product or company called Fair and Lovely, and they literally sell lightning creams. Like, if you go to the beauty section at an Indian supermarket, you will see literal white people on the boxes of the products. It's not even marketed. It's not even marketed towards our own people. We have white people being our models. Like, that's how much you know how, like, ingrained British colonialism is. And, like... Yeah, like, and then there was that whole situation with Black China and her, like, white nacious cream thing, which was, like, a lightning cream in Nigeria. Jackie Ina made a video talking about it, but it's just, like, that's, it's just, especially in other countries, like, skin lightening is a lot more common. I don't know if what Michael Jackson did was just because of his vitiligo or what that was, but I know, I'm pretty sure Lil' Kim ruined her face. With a lot of different things. Yeah, unsure about the whole Michael Jackson thing, too, to be honest. Um, but I think, like, okay, and we we don't see it really in America in the sense of, like, having products for it. But it definitely still is ingrained, I think, in Black culture and, as you've already previously stated, Indian culture. Um, don't go out in the sun. You're going to get too dark and just, like, little things like that that, like, people say when you're a kid. I also think, like, and I was telling you this, I'm 98% positive that the company Dove, who, like, sells the the soap and is all positivity and 
we love all skin and all body types. Da, 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 da. Like, I'm pretty sure they own skin bleaching companies, like, in other countries. Like, I'm pretty sure they, they might own Fair and Lovely. Now I have to look it up. Dove did this awful ad campaign. Do you remember where it was, like, for their, like, body wash? And it was, like a black woman like peeling off her skin and it was like a white woman underneath and I was like oh that's how you know there was like no one of color in the writer's room yeah it's horrible 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 and everyone was like damn we can't use dove anymore they own fair and lovely wow they literally own fair and lovely yeah according to the wall street journal which is supposed to be reputable isn't it yeah right so basically they're spearheading a lot of different things they're like a little racism and then a little multiculturalism whatever gets the money today mm-hmm. i was gonna say i mean it's capitalism you know where which is why you don't they don't talk about the fact that they own fair and lovely in america because we tell you all that's fucked up but in you know in India. People literally will go and like bleach their skin and like it's like a caste thing. Like if you're not that like the caste system is really that enforced anymore, but it's like I'm like the I'm my family's from the Brahmin caste, which is at the very top where like the priests and the religious people I like to think that's why I'm pale, but I really think it's because like my ancestors were in schools and churches and they weren't out in the fields working because I come from a really like privileged caste um so and that's like the skin difference and you see it you see it within the interactions between like South Indians and North Indians and like I have friends from all parts of India with or like parents from all parts of India and like I've never discriminated like we might not like keep the we might not speak the same language but like I'm like, we're brown. Like, I don't care if you're from Pakistan or Nepal or whatever. Like, and all that, like, skin bleaching and colorism is prevalent all over there. And it's prevalent here in the way that, like, being racially ambiguous or being light skin is preferable, which is, like, what we see. Like, as much as I love Saweetie and Doja Cat, like, do you think that they would have the audience that they have if they were dark skin? Like, oh. I have I have so many thoughts about Saweetie. I always say that like I'm happy to see a mediocre black woman thrive because I feel like black women have to excel to be excellent and like I know it has to do with the fact that she's light skinned but I appreciate the fact that she can make subpar like bops because don't get me wrong I love her but they're like they're songs you play in the club or like when you try to feel good about like none of her music is really like amazing but, like, I love looking at her. She's beautiful. And um, I love the fact that she has achieved all of this fame and fortune in the way that she has because Black women do not have the opportunity to be mediocre often. I could do a whole episode about Sweetie, to be honest. I love the girl, and yet I find her so fascinating as an artist because so many people hate her music. One of my, like, good Twitter friends, as you can say, like, loves to look at her, but, like, mutes her music when he watches her music videos and like okay you know so I get what you're saying about they have a certain level of fame even like it's interesting that you bring them up because I think about like Missy Elliott and how they like talked about how you know she either hypersexualized or undersexualized even though she was like such a big like part of female rap and the the rap community so um but people like leave her out of the conversation sometimes because 
she's a darker skinned woman. Like a lot of people don't really see her as successful, which I think is like kind of crazy because she's Missy Elliott. She was in the Kanye song. Like she, she's like a big female rapper, but she's often overlooked. I also think it's like a generational thing. But yeah, like that's why when I listen to like Flo Millie or Chica or something, or like black women who don't fit the very strict parameters for how black women should look. Like I love Beyonce, don't get me wrong, but it's like, I don't know if she would be as successful if she didn't look the way that she does and if she didn't have, you know, blondish hair. You know what I mean? So it's like, and people are like, no, it's just chance. But it's like, how many dark-skinned Black women can you name that are under the age of 40? Flo Millie, Chica. And that's all that are coming to mind right now. Like, it's sad. It's not okay. Like, it's not. And I think the biggest thing for me is, like, people who deny it. People are like, oh, it's just a preference. It's like... Okay, so you're basing a preference off of a skin tone, and you're going to tell me that's not racist. What do all those people have in common? They are dark-skinned Black women, or they're just Black. Like, I don't like when people use that reasoning, because it's not just a pre- Like, your preference is rooted in racism. Racism, oppression, capitalism, white supremacy, all of the bad things in the world, truly. Um, and that obviously translates over to other products, makeup, skincare products. I think it it all manifests in different ways. Before Fenty, shout out to Miss Rihanna. I don't think shades for dark women, even though I'm mad at her about her her album, but I'll mind my business um, today. Uh, <laughs> why? Where she's gone, bro? Like she's fucking gone, and she's we she's anyway. Ooh, I I could also do a hook. Listen, we you gave us makeup. We loved it. You gave us bras. You know, I don't wear them, but the people love it. You gave us skincare that a lot of people didn't like, but like whatever. I saw on the on the timeline the other day that she's talking about making a cookbook. Like, girl, that's not what we asked for. We don't want a cookbook. We want the album. What are you doing? Get back in the studio. And if she's dating ASAP Rocky, that man better be in the studio with her. That's all I have to say. If you're going to keep him around, all I have to say is he better be in the studio with you, sis. And that's not on that. Anyway, the point, full circle, back to Rihanna. Um, Fenty was like what I think it's got to be one of the first like major makeup brands to like really carry shades for darker skinned women and now we see that in most makeup lines because people realize that like oh people fucking want this um so I think that speaks to it also just like the way products are marketed in general like I don't know it's real brazy to me crazy make your skin bright make it glow make it like it's like very specific and targeted marketing and it's just like even with like before Fenty she can't she Fenty Beauty came out with like what 46 shades Mm -hmm. not only did it represent shades but it also represented undertones Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time black people or um just you know people of color like they get like, oh, okay, so you have 100 milk shades and then you have like two for like, oh, okay, all the melanin in like these two shades. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not accounting for undertones. That's that's literally erasure. Your, ba- your company is literally telling black people, 
oh, you don't exist to me, so I don't need to accommodate you. Korean skincare products are kind of similar too. Have you ever like received um I like those skin masks, the the sheet masks or whatever. A lot of them say like whiten and brighten your skin. Um, which is problematic for obvious reasons and makes me uncomfortable because I have no desire. I have no desire personally to bleach my skin or make myself lighter. Um, so I think the marketing needs to be discussed. Yeah. Like I feel like with K beauty and like, even with K pop, like you see these people with like glowing white like printer paper faces and it's like you even see it in the asian community like even though their skin tone range is like you know middle to i I mean i've seen asian people with deep dark skin tones you know from the philippines and 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 whatnot but it's like even in the asian community like the whole thing where it's like whiteness is equated to cleanness and being dark is dirty and like all these all the lexicology of like where things come from, words come from, is very deliberate. And it all comes from imperialism and colonialism. And it's very, very strategic. It's very targeted. Um, And we see it today. We see it all the time. Like, I feel like the brands that have more shade range now are only doing so because people are boycotting them. People are applying economic pressure. So it's very like, it's forced, but it's like, it's what we need. So in a world that well, in a world where capitalism is key, you know, where it's all about where the money resides, economic pressure is the only way you're going to be able to force people into do something like that. So to me, it's like, you know, people are getting what they want, even if it means like, the only language that they understand is money. Like then that's the only language that they understand. And if that's what it's gotta be, that's what it's gotta be. And I think too, like I said, I think it also not only people boycotting them, but I also think seeing the success of other brands that have decided to put other shades on the market, it's like, Oh, like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do this. You know, it reminds me of Victoria's Secret and like Fenty Loki, like getting the Victoria's Secret, not Fenty, Savage getting the Victoria's Secret fashion show basically canceled because you're not willing to like conform to what people want. Like, that's okay. But we're telling you that we want this. I feel like the thing with um, Victoria's Secret is like, they're like, um transgender people don't really fit you know the victoria's secret image like you have to be like a kendall jenner or a bella hadid you know if you want to hang out with us like you can't sit with us and their punishment for that was literally getting canceled y'all would rather cancel your fashion show than be inclusive so i'm pretty sure a white man owns victoria's secret i forget his name but he was in the epstein documentary Yeah, I'm not surprised that men are the ones setting standards for what women are supposed to look like. You know, I think, yeah, I think that's just economic pressure. Obviously, we keep talking about it's definitely key. But also, though, like things are getting better. And like, I know personally, like I know a bunch of people that are like Facetune is bad. I'm not using it. I'm definitely one of those people like I am like, I'm using it for fun, like for my own recreational purposes, but I'm not like posting. But I think TikTok, there's a better future for TikTok. And like, hopefully that inspires other social media platforms to be like, Hey, maybe we should stop being so racist. And 
funny story. I downloaded Facetune one time, and it was because I took this really cute photo, but I had a Band-Aid on my face, and I forgot that the Band-Aid was there, and I was like, people always talk about this app. Like, I wonder, because I always thought, like, this could be really fucking dangerous, but I was like, I wonder if I could blur out this this band-aid on my face and it wasn't even there anymore and once I did that I was like I have to delete this app like this is so dangerous like I'm gonna start to see a version of myself that doesn't exist and it's crazy that's just my personal tidbit on why I don't use facetune but anyway yeah hang out with us another time we like to think we're fun I'd say we're pretty fun we think? are. And if you disagree, you will be um, killed on sight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're going to read the damn room again soon. Every week. Every week.